welcome back to another episode of the Tile Money Podcast. My name is Luke Miller, your host. Today we've got another great episode for you. I got Josh Nordstrom back with me in the studio and he is sharing and uh, catching up with us on what he's been up to since the last time we spoke. He's been a busy, busy man. Him and Lee Calliwert out of Wisconsin have been uh, collaborating the last couple years with the NTCA and they got a good group of artisans um, that regularly meet and we're going to we're going to find out a little bit more about that. I know a lot of you might know what they've been up to, but we're going to find out kind of what the results have been, kind of what some of their future plans are. So this is kind of an exciting episode. We had a really cool conversation. I really enjoyed getting to know Josh. I know a little bit better. I know you will as well. All right, Tile friends, thanks for listening to the Tile Money podcast. This is a podcast that is strengthening the entire tile industry. We're doing this by strengthening the the base of the tile industry, in my opinion, the most important part, you, the tile installer. <laughs> All right, tile friends, let's uh, make sure that you're uh, running and owning and building profitable. I know I know a lot of you are building profitable businesses out there in 2022, but are they sustainable and what the difference is? That is one of our goals here. Our major goals is to build sustainable, uh, to help you build sustainable, profitable tile installation businesses. That way we can really Really set ourselves up. You can set yourself up for the long term to really have generational, uh, generational um, companies, as well as generational wealth. So, tile friends, real quick before we bring Josh into the studio, I do want to mention our sponsor, HappyTileGuy.com. HappyTileGuy.com is where you can go to get your professionally done search engine optimized websites done for you. I partnered with Grant Cantius on this. And together we are building tile installer sites uh, for tile installers or tile contractors. So check it out, happytileguy.com. All right, without further ado, I do want to um, show you uh, this interview here. Let's let's bring Josh into the stage and check it out. I recorded this earlier, so there'll be just maybe a slight delay here, but let's check it out. Hey, Josh, how are you? Great. How are you doing this morning, Luke? Doing good. Thank you again for being back on the podcast. Round two, or is this three? This is this is two. Solo, yeah. And then you've been on as well, I think, with the artisan. We did oh, an yeah. artisan business class. I think Angie was there. You were there. And I forget who else, but that's a good one, too. I guess that says number three. You're right. Well, solo. Oh, solo, too. We're good. We're good. <laughs> hey. So... Listen, for those people who don't really know you, uh, give us a little bit of background about maybe uh, where you're at in the world and what your business looks like today there in Homer. Uh, well, I'm up in Homer, Alaska, South Central Alaska. Um, Homer's a really beautiful place up here that's uh, it's not quite as cold as everybody thinks it might be. Um, been up here for about 20 years doing my business, Tier Tile. Started it, I was down in um, southern Arizona, about six miles north of Mexico, uh, 20 years ago, and I found this place, and I moved up here, and I've been up here ever since. Uh, I've definitely established a niche for myself up here of um, uh, specializing in handmade mosaics, and, uh, you know, when I first got up here, I was lucky to get maybe one, super lucky if I got two a year, and now I seem to have one... uh, going pretty much all the time, you know, of, of some scale. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been great. It's taken me 20 years to get this far, but, um, you know, nothing really happens overnight as we all know. Yeah. What were you doing in Mexico? You said on vacation uh, or I was, living? I was just North of Mexico. I was, uh, it's back in my hippie days, I guess, if you want to call it, I was, I was just kind of living out of my van and I found this cool little town called Bisbee. And I spent a couple of years down there. And, I love Bisbee, uh, yeah. Bisbee's yeah, cool. Yeah, if you've been through there, it's a really cool place. So uh, yeah, I spent a couple of years there, and I met uh, a friend that, that had been doing summers in Homer up here for a while, and he needed a truck driven up here. So I drove his truck up here um, and spent the summer up here with a girlfriend at the time and just fell in love with Alaska. And when I went back to Arizona, I packed all my stuff and just headed north. Wow. Moved up here. Some would say the hippie days are still alive. Yeah, well, I got my hair still here, so <laughs> nice. I still got it. <laughs> nice. Toned it down quite a bit, though. I've got a, a little more responsibility now. You know, I moved up here single in a 1969 Dodge motorhome, and now I've got 
a wife and two kids and, you know, mortgage and all that fun stuff of business and yeah. gray hair. <laughs> you talked to, you said it's not as cold as most people think, but I just saw it's, it's June 30th. And a couple of weeks ago I saw our, our friends, uh, um, Lee and Jane up there visiting. And I mean, Jane looked, one of them had one or both of them had pretty good sized coats on like jackets. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, our our summer high up here, I think yesterday it hit 73. Okay. And that's like, you'll probably laugh because you're down in Florida, but that's like sweltering hot up here. I bet. Uh, what is the low if it's like tonight? What's the low tonight? Uh, uh, you know, it'll probably get down in the 50s, okay. mid 50s. Yeah. But, you know, when it when it's when they say, you know, when it's 73 out, the angle of the sun up here is, is a lot different than down in the lower 48, you know, we're latitude 59. So when it's 73, you know, it, it feels a lot hotter just because of the angle of the sun. So, um, Got yeah, it. it's, 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 it's just about the perfect temperature. Really anything hotter than that is just people just shut down. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got to do, I was talking with my wife about Florida and I was like, well, it is hot in the summer, but we slow down too. You know, I mean, I, I kind of view it as like more like Caribbean down here. You know, I mean, you got to because we went down, my wife and I traveled down in uh, Central America, Nicaragua and Panama and El Salvador. And like the people down there, they got it figured out, you know, in the heat of the day, they're in the shade on a hammock and not doing much else. And that might be six hours of their day, but it's just the it, it is what it is. I mean, the trees provide a lot of food. Uh, the fish are more abundant in the southern water, waters. And so to to you know, traditionally to eat, you don't, you know, if you're going to live in the heat and you can still get your food because it's growing on the trees, no matter what it's raining every night, you know, the fish are right there, they're ready. So you don't have to work as hard as like maybe in the North, in the North, when I grew up in North Dakota and stuff, it's like, we're chopping wood all summer and moving it to the fireplace all winter, you know? So it's like harder work there, but it's colder. So, you know, it's just different, different lives, different Sounds like paradise down there. That's why there's so many people down in Florida now. I I get it. It's crazy. (laughs) I get the older and softer I get, and the the more I want to move down there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're probably coming back for coverings, right? Uh, Yes, April for sure. Uh, I assume. I assume that's April. I think we're going to try to get Wally down there this year. I think it's going to be back in Orlando, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. And if, if people aren't familiar with Wally, Wally's the is uh, a big alligator that uh, Lee Callowert and I fashioned. Uh, well, not just the two of us, but our team had fashioned uh, for the last coverings, uh, and we live streamed it. And it's just it's a really cool piece. So we're gonna bring it down there and let people actually physically see it and touch it. And I've seen this piece in person. And it's a stunner. It's it's really cool. I mean, this yeah. thing is really incredible. And is it still um, for auction? Yeah, you know that was the talk. It's it's been sitting uh, in Lee's shop since um, since the day I left. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the talk is to auction it. Mm. So um, I don't know if he privately bought it and it's in his in his personal collection <laughs> or uh, what. But no, I, I think it's still yet to be auctioned. I think that that's going to be probably figured out down there. Yeah, these things take time. Um, yeah. Right on. Well, what what have you been up to since our last interview? I mean, our last interview, I, w- I was just getting my podcast started. I was still in California. And you mm-hmm. had kind of just made a splash on the scene with that octopus the beautiful octopus shower i don't know if you named that one i can't remember uh the kraken the kraken that's right so you had just made your you know kind of your debut on social media because this thing and rightfully so like just went spread like wildfire and we talked a lot about that since then i know you've had several really cool projects um the whale of the whales in the pool or orcas i should say right yeah, um, that was incredible, and I know you've been doing other stuff. What What is on your mind? What What do you want to talk about as far as what advancements you've done in the last few years? Uh, well, you know, the, since the the octopus, um, the kraken uh, came about, um, the the to- my my tile world has completely changed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really put me on the map. Uh, you know, I was just finding the Facebook groups back then. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just a whirlwind when that, when all that happened, but I mean, that's led into, uh, Lee and I, uh, 
striking a relationship, you know, or like we feel like we're brothers from another mother. We've got like so many similarities. It's not even funny, you know, right. um, uh, so that, you know, led into us, um, you know, teaming up for, for two coverings. Uh, we started the Tile Trade Artisan Guild, uh, which has grown now to about 2,000 members. Um, you know, we've, uh, you know, the, the, the Artisan Guild brought on the new Tile, tile Letter Artisan Magazine. That was, in, you know, the ins- inspiration there. Leslie Godden put, you know, got that going, and that's just an amazing uh, publication. Uh, we're super excited about, you know, we've been doing, um, we started off doing with COVID, we were doing monthly roundtables, but now that COVID's passed, it's kind of everybody doesn't have as much time as they used to. So now we're doing bi-monthly roundtables uh, with the NTCA. So that's been really good getting, getting um, the word out there. There's, you know, there's an average of 30 to 50 people in these roundtables every time. It's, it's been really nice. Um, you know, we got, uh, uh, Angie Ray came on board with uh, Lee and Jane and I, and um, we went down to TSP and approached the technical committee and um, with our three mounting processes that we like to use, the, the foam, the fabric, and the mesh method. And um, we went down... Gosh, I don't even remember now. I think it was in October, October, November, something like that. Last, yeah, last year, for, yeah, for the first one, and um, we we made our pitch, our proposal, and then we came back for the second one, which was in January, February. I don't know. Tice, at Tice, and uh, and then it was approved like magically. And I guess right. that you know nothing ever goes through that fast in those <laughs> meetings. So um, it was really cool to be involved with all that and see like the really the behind the scenes with all of the technical committee and like you know the technical committee is like all of the leaders in the industry really that get together in a room and you know they they hash out all the rules that uh that we all go by in um the manuals and stuff so so we got our um method it's their methods at this point is what we're calling them mm-hmm. um accepted into uh the the um Oh man, what's it going to go into? It's going to go into, they've got the three different ones. It's going to go, not, not the ANC. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank, but our three methods, sorry, it's 730 in the morning here. Our three methods were approved. Is it, is it the reference manual it goes into? The reference manual. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, they were approved and they, they given us a brand new chapter for artisans. So it's going to be the first thing in there. Um, and hopefully we can, you know, put more stuff in there as time goes on. Awesome. Yeah, it was pretty big, you know, and it's, uh, we know that there's a lot of installers that have been using these methods forever. Um, we just brought it to the table and, um, and made it recognized. And now it's, uh, they're legitimate methods that, that the industry stands behind. What, uh, do you know when that will come out? I don't, uh, 2022, I guess we're halfway through 2022. So Next year at the earliest, know. maybe year yeah. after, maybe twenty. Whenever the next one comes out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and this, and this, this chapter in this book will will assist. Who do what? Uh, it's going to insist. Well, in, uh, installers, because that's mainly who reads it. Um, it's going to assist the in, in, installers into um, you know it'll teach them how to properly pre mount a mosaic. Mm-hmm. Uh, for installation so you know we got our three methods which um is on foam board you can mount it on foam board we usually use the eighth inch foam board you can use the thicker stuff if you need to um you know on uh, fabric which you know like um curdy fabric or you know laticrete's fabric you know everybody's got a fabric and a fleece that they were waterproof and showers with and um uh, on mesh with uh, liquid waterproofing membrane and uh, primer. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, these three methods we've all been using forever in, in different applications just to make normal work on a job site easier. Um, and, you know, and so we're, it'll, it'll teach people how to properly pre-mount their mosaics without having any troubles. Nice. I, I, I love that. Right. <laughs> well, this mosaic tile mosaic you know stone mosaic work 
is probably, <clears throat> you know, one of the oldest art forms that we have of tile, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to argue it's one of the oldest art forms, you know, next to right. like cave painting. You know, you see all this cool stuff come through Facebook with all these mosaics that they're finding, you know. and Uncovering, unearthing, uh, yeah. Yeah, uncovering under, under the ocean and whatnot and, you know, um, under, you know, 50 feet of dirt and they find these things and it's pretty amazing, you know. And, and just to think that all those mosaics were just made with different colored stone back in the day. Right. You know, now we've got glass and porcelain and ceramic and just different colors of glaze and we've got such a a palette to work with now that they didn't have back then yeah it's incredible angie's working on that dragon that yeah, glass glass mosaic i mean just incredible incredible yeah, the stuff. colors on that are, are pretty amazing and this is something that we want to preserve i mean that's that's what i gather and as you know that's kind of what i'm hearing is the reason the three of you really felt this was such a important subject to put in the reference manual in modern times is because it's like look we want to preserve mosaics how do you preserve something we'll have more of it have more knowledge abundant out there for tilers or artists to do it properly right because back in the day i mean they used to do this however i mean it's a whole nother discussion but a lot of sand a lot of this and that but they were able to preserve this i mean what is the oldest mosaic off the top of your head? I mean, is it like 2,000 years? Is it, lo- is it longer than that? I mean, they've been around a long time, and they unearth these things, and they look great. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, it's funny to think that the mosaic's been around longer than the tile industry itself. Right. Here we've got all these rules for set and tile, but there's never been any rules for mosaics. Right. Um, That's So, wild. yeah, it's about time that they're starting to put those in there. Well, you mentioned uh, something earlier. You said, you know, nothing's been approved this fast. A chapter's never been approved this fast. And it's, I think you said it's magical, maybe. And I was going to relay a little story. There is something magical about you three. Um, you and I at TSP and a few other friends, Lee and Jane were not there, but we were enjoying each other's company and we brought, we were kind of, you were, you were telling me, and I, I would like you to share the story of kind of dive into more or what you mean by you and Lee are like long lost brothers, but you were telling me this story about you and Lee and Jane and working with them and everything and how much it meant to you. And like magic and, and Lee and Jane's company is called Dragonfly, Dragonfly tile out of like Wisconsin mm-hmm. and like magic, here a dragonfly came and hovered and like stared at us for it was it was a minute or two minutes and it was really unusual and it was like one of those things and you're like hi Lee hi Jane <laughs> that was cool yeah um, yeah you know it's it's really crazy it's um, you know Lee's been doing the same thing I've been doing for I mean he's been doing it longer he's got a few years on me but you know, we've, we've been pretty much been doing the same thing. You know, he's been doing it in uh, Milwaukee and I've been doing it up here in Homer. And uh, we, you know, we found each other uh, through, I think GTP mm-hmm. and um, you know, we, we struck a friendship and you know, it's, it's really rare for two artists to get together and to be able to like work side by side seamlessly on, on a project mm-hmm. without like somebody wanting to be the dominant one. And, you know, it's uh there's there's none of that. I mean, like, if he's got an idea, I'm like, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. If I got an idea, he's cool with it. You know, we both, we're both on the same page. We both, you know, we both, we both know the ins and outs of what it takes to get the job done. And, yeah. um, it, it, it I, I can't explain it. It's just, it's really cool. You know, I don't know if it's corny to say it was meant to be, but it was, it's meant to be, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, and he, you know, it's brought us to this point now to where, you know, we've, like I was saying earlier, all this cool stuff that's come out of it. And the fact that, you know, we, we, you know, when we teamed up originally together, you know, we're, we both went into it the same mindset, you know, it's like, this isn't about us. Yeah. This is about our industry that we love. Yeah. So we're all about educating other installers to up their games so they can, you know, they can start creating mosaics, you know, I mean, it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's very gratifying, um, when the job's done, you know, to look back at your mosaic, like, wow, you know, I made that at the same time. It's like, you know, you can, you can actually make some pretty good money too. Um, 
you know, it's, it's definitely a, a custom, you know, and people like custom. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that can pay for custom. There is. I've always made a bunch of money and uh, occasionally I do. So a lot of times I still lose uh, just cause that's just the nature of it. You know, you go into it and you just, you know, you're trying to guess how much time it's going to make you to make something. And I've got a pretty good idea now cause I've been doing it long enough, how much time it's going to take me. Um, so, you know, there's definitely been that hurdle of, of trying to sell your artwork um, and not, uh, you know, throw a price out there that's, that's, that's too big that scares people away. So there's that fine line. Yeah. You know? um, I'll, what I'll do um, is put some links to the Artisan Business Podcast. It was you, Angie, Lee, and I forget who else. Um, and that might've been it. I, you know, but I'll put a link in these show notes. So friends, if people listening want to watch that or listen to that, you can, as well as the original episode with Josh, um, where we did, we did dive into a lot of business and I'm happy to dive into as much business as always, Josh, as you want here. I will say, I agree with you. The, the skill that an artisan like yourself, um, has, you know, you've spent 20 plus years perfecting it and, and pursuing this craft, um, and you work for yourself, it's your, you know, your hands and your mind and your work. And I don't know if you have an apprentice or not yet, but there are people who really would pay you, you know, practically whatever, you know, and people say like, well, you're not a doctor or lawyer. No, I'm something, I'm something better. Like I, you know, I'm something, you know, not, not to compare, but I, I really have this talent that's even rarer. There's a lot of doctors, a lot of lawyers, but a true artisan, um, person who builds, functional art is rare, more rare than a a doctor or a lawyer. And so it's up to you and your client. And like you said, more and more people have more and more wealth. I mean, the amount of wealth building that has happened in the last two years, I mean, we could call it whatever we want, but it's astonishing. There's a lot of really wealthy people and they were building third and fourth and fifth homes. And they're really just for display. And they're in places like Homer or, you know, um, Colorado Mountains, you know, or Lake Tahoe or, you know, New York City or Pebble Beach. They're in these places. And if, if you have the talent, you know, it's, it's all about selling yourself on it. And furthermore, if you are going to be a single installing worker, you have to charge more because it's all you. There's no business. There's no viable business that will live past you necessarily unless you you know, and I'm not, it's, it's, you know, you could do a little of both or you could, you know, there's a period of your life, but if, if that's what you want to do is really make art. I mean, you have to charge a lot because you've got to, you've got to have a reserve for that month you get sick, you know, with the pandemic or whatever, you know, whatever it's going to be, you've got to have your reserves. Um, and honestly, you can't, you can't work 40 hours a week installing mosaics because there's too much other business end things that need to get taken care of you know, when you're wearing all those hats. I'd love to work 40 hours a week. That's my goal is to be, is to just do the mosaics. And I'm, you know, I feel like I'm getting a little closer and closer every year. Um, you know, I'm still like, like all your listeners, you know, I'm out there doing showers and bathroom floors and entryways and, you know, wherever people want tile, I'll lick it and stick it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I really feel like, you know, there's not a lot of people that are doing the mosaics on the scale that, you know, that I'm doing, especially in Alaska. You know, I definitely stand out up here. Right. There's the only one, especially in Homer, I'm the, I'm the only one. So, um, you know, it's been good. I've, I've definitely created a name for myself. And like I said, you know, now I'm, I'm you know, I usually have one on the table at all times, uh, sometimes a couple on the table. Um you know, I've, I've, currently I've been working on, if anybody's been following the guild, I, I made a couple sandhill cranes and I'm just waiting for the job to come around to where I can install those. And those are going to go under an entryway floor, a couple sandhill, dancing sandhill cranes. And um, so that one's done and on the table and ready to go. And then I've got another one I just met up with a client and um, uh, we live up here on the uh, Kenai Peninsula, and, it, and you look across the Cook Inlet at the Ring of Fire, which is the start of all the, you know, the volcanoes that go out in the Aleutian chain. And uh, there's a volcano right across from these people's house. It's called Mount Iliamna. And um, 
they want a, a mountain scene in their shower, a two wall mountain scene. And I've done a lot of mountain scenes. It's kind of my bread and butter mountain scenes and fish are nice. kind of my bread and butter up here when it comes to mosaics, just cause it's, you know, people, people like nature in their house. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of fish and mountains around here. So, you know, I've got that one here on the books coming up and I got to design that. So I just need to spend a day and take a nice day like today mm. and just go down to the beach and do some doodling mm-hmm. and, you know, do some drawings and, um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. I usually have something going at all times. That's super uh, cool. Yeah. But one of these days I'll, I'll, you know, it's just, I guess I, you know, if you put your mind to anything, you can do it. I'm just not ready to take that plunge and say, it's hard to say no to, you know, somebody calls you and they want you to do a shower and you know, you can make some money on it. It's hard to say no. Yeah. Um, but then I find myself, you know, when I don't say no and I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. And then I get some mosaic that comes along. Then I got to find time for both right. of them. You right. Know, it's like trying to juggle. Yeah. So I think we, we're kind of all guilty of that on some, some level of, you know, of our workload. You know, you take on jobs that you don't necessarily want to do because you might might not have something going at the time. And then mm. and then you get it and then something comes along that you're, you know, that you're waiting for or that's more your style. And then you got to kind of push it off or make time for it because you got you're committed to something else. Yeah. No, that happens a lot to everybody. Um, we might not want the job, but like you said, it's like, ah, oh, we get hungry. Right. And we get, we get in our own heads and we think, well, it's the only job available at the moment or whatever. And then we get into it and we get a call and you're like, well, I could, you know, oh, that was the job, but now I can't get there or whatever, you know, or, um, so yeah, be, it's, it's tough. That transition period where you're transitioning you know, whatever it is, in your case, it's from standard showers to, you know, all mosaic work. Or if you're transitioning into a single owner operator into your first employee, or, you know, you're, you're taking yourself out of the field because you have five or six employees, those transition transitions are never easy, but they are necessary for growth, you know? Um, and nobody can tell you when the right time is or, you know, nobody knows your business like you do. So it's not, it's not me saying you should push it or anything. I mean, natural transitions, but also, you know, getting a little uncomfortable is okay. That's, that's when we really grow. Right. Right. Well, I think about you and when you made the transition to just doing your podcast, you know, you hung your tools up and that, I mean, you must've been terrified and like with the family and, you know, like, you know, can we make a go with this and look at what you've turned it into, you know, it's, yeah, that's, uh, you know, the fear of doing, you just got to put your neck out there. It's just like anything, you know, Yeah, you got to put your neck out there and you got to be confident. Yeah, absolutely. Persistent, absolutely. You know? You're so. right. And, um, <clears throat> it's, it's true. It's true. I had to face those fears and still do, to be honest. I mean, I've been watching people do really well financially in my group by installing tile and, you know, that little voice in your head has not gone away. <laughs> it's like, I could be set in tile in twenty. Are you ever tempted to go back and and oh yeah, set tile? Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Have you have you secretly been doing tile on the side and just not telling anybody? No, no. I've done I've done maybe I've done less than a week of work in in the last three years or whatever. You know. Um, yeah, I mean it's just it's and that was just to help a friend out when they were like I could really use a hand. You know, I'll I'll, I'll go help a friend out locally here. Um, I'm new to Florida, so I don't have a lot of tile setting friends here, funny enough. Um, and you know, so that kind of keeps it okay. Like I don't get those calls a lot. You know, if I was in California, I'd probably, if it, well, here's the thing about that. You know, since you brought it up, I saw two paths. My, my contract, my tile business was doing better and better month, month to month. Um, I had a two year old daughter and the podcast launched and within three to six months, I felt, you know, I felt like so many people were enjoying it and benefiting from it that I felt this incredible pull to do it. Right. And that's why, like you said, I took that leap, but for me, and you know, there's a mantra nowadays, hustle, 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 work, work harder. And certainly I'm no stranger to working hard. You know, I've been a business owner practically, you know, my whole adult life, and entrepreneur and I'm not against working hard, but when, when my daughter came into my life, it's like, I, I, I know already from listening to older people, like the number one regret is they, they work too hard when their kids were young and they didn't, you know, they didn't focus on their family. So I didn't want to be work. One of those dads who 
was working, you know, 15, 16 hour days. I mean, 10, okay, you know, 10 and 12, okay, you know what I mean? You're an entrepreneur, you're a young business owner, you got to work. But to really, I, I just saw two businesses at once wasn't going to work. So I chose, I had to choose one or the other. And I chose the one that was um, more scalable in the sense like I can help more people. What I really found was I really enjoyed helping people. And so it's like, that was my big draw for the podcast at the time. And that's, you know, that's why I took that leap of faith is because I was helping so many people. And I, I saw if my tile business was going to continue to grow, I probably would have shut the podcast down at some point because it was just a hot, it would have been just a hobby at that point, you know? And mm-hmm. looking back, I, I think I was correct. Like I, I wouldn't have done both because like I say, I mean, I would have just said it's taken too much time. It's a, it's a, it, it's a hobby that's taking time away from my family. My installation business is doing well. And that's probably what I would have pursued. And, it, you know, financially it would have made sense at the time, you know. Um, but I think this one is it's one of those things, you know, we talk about magic and we talk about um, preserving mosaics. Well, I want to I wanted to make a difference and the business side of things, which I saw a lack of. And I've been, that's, that's sustained me, you know, that's sustained me for the last four years in a sense where in a different sense than money could. Yeah. Well, you've certainly, I mean, just, you know, in the groups looking at your page with all the comments that come through, I mean, you've inspired so many people to up their game and that's, you know, I mean, that's, you got to get the goosebumps when you think of that, you know, it's got to, yeah you know, that's, that's a good feeling. And, yeah. you know, I know that feeling was just on my side of things with the mosaics, you know, with people getting into the mosaics and, yeah. um, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's gratifying knowing that you're helping other people Yeah, and you saw there was a hole in the industry of like, you know, none of us, we're all in this industry because most of us, I'd say 90% of us are in this industry because we didn't, you know, we, we didn't pursue and go to college and whatnot. So, you know, we just found ourselves doing tile or, or, you know, however you got here. But my point is, 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 you know, you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to have a college degree to be a tile guy. And, you know, usually you don't, you know, you're not super business savvy. Most of us are tile guys because we know how to work with our hands right? Uh, or tile installers. I shouldn't say guys, because there's women too. Um, You know, the business part of it is certainly something that I have struggled with from day one. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really strange. I can do a 2,000 piece mosaic and have 2,000 little templates and I can keep them all organized, all perfectly organized and labeled and everything where they need to be in my shop. But I get, literally, I get three or four papers in front of me, like (laughs) business-wise, you know, having to do my taxes or just anything. I, I get just overwhelmed yeah it's it's weird i'm like i just don't i don't have a business mind mm-hmm. you know i've got i've got the the artist side but the business side of it is something that it's just a constant learning curve you know i've learned a lot through your group i've learned a lot through you know with my uh, i've got a new cpa the, mm-hmm. the past few years learned a lot through him nice. um you know stepped up and got a bookkeeper that nice. that was huge yeah um you know so i learn a lot every year you know i was, I was originally a sole proprietor and i'm a LLC S Corp. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just learning, learning, learning. Um, you know, life, that's what life is. You know, you, yeah. you're always learning. You learn something new every day, but you know, my, I guess my point is, is, you know, we're, we don't know the business side of things. So when we can all get together in your group and talk about business, um, some people are really good at it, you know, so you can take notes from them, um, which I think we all do, but yeah, you know, what you've done with with the Tile Money podcast has been pretty unbelievable, you know, and then now you're taking it, you know, you guys are doing the Tile Nation thing together and, you know, you're doing something else. You're teaching, you know, you're teaching people how to install these large panel porcelain tiles and, um, you know, it's all about bettering the industry. Yeah. Yeah, so, giving back, pitching in, you know, it's just, it, it's contagious, you know, when, when you start to do it, it really pulls you in and, and you really enjoy helping people. Um, as I'm sure, you know, you mentioned like people reach out to you and they're like, thank you for these videos and thank you for this 
um, the the roundtables, right? I, I wanted to ask, where can people find, are, are the roundtables available to watch? And then where would people join a future roundtable? Uh, you know, they're on, all the past ones, I believe, are out on YouTube now. So you can do like, go to YouTube and hit NTCA roundtable and they'll come up. Okay. Um, you know, our next one, when is the next one? I don't think we have the next one set in stone yet, the actual date, but I know the next one is going to be, we're going to be talking about the, um, uh, the tile workshop that just went on in Pennsylvania. I think it was the, uh, um, Leslie Godden. Oh yeah. Yeah. Doyle's town or something, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of the name of the place right now. I'm having a total brain fart, but it's so, so this next round table is going to be on the heels of that. You know, it's all handmade tile, all the handmade tile artisans all get together for this. It's been going on for cool. 20 plus years. And, um, you know, Leslie Godden went over there and she got a bunch of amazing photos and talked to a bunch of, you know, yeah. amazing crafts people. So that's what this next one's going to be about. Um, it's, I think it's going to be sometime in July. Mm-hmm. If I'm mistaken. Cause I think we had our last one in May. Yeah. Okay. So that would be July. Cool. And we do one. Uh, it's always been on a Tuesday. So they're always Tuesdays. So if you look at your calendar, um, looking at the July Tuesdays, it's uh, it would probably be the twelfth or the nineteenth. I'd imagine one of those two dates. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best it, for the audience, if you're in Facebook, you can go to like Artisan Guild Facebook yeah. group, and that's where they give a lot of those updates. And all- yeah, you know, they put them out in pretty much all the groups, but we definitely advertise it a lot in the guild. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that's what the guild's all about is, is the artisan side of tile. Yeah. So yeah. What's next for the guild? I mean, I know you guys, um, probably have some bigger plans. I mean, you've been kind of working on a lot of big projects and a lot of, a lot of positive things. And like you, like I said, it's contagious. So I, I, I know you're probably thinking of other things and planning other yeah. things. Well, it's funny, you know, I talk about, you know, Lee and I are, are brothers from another mother. We both, we both have had this the same idea for a really long time. And it's something similar to what you guys are doing with tile nation. But, um, you know, on the mosaic side of things is, you know, we want to, we've always wanted to train people. Um, you know, my idea was to build something up here and have like workshops and have people come up for a, a work vacation and come up for four or five days and do like a four or five day workshop. And then maybe go out and we can tie in some Alaska fun for a day or two. Lee's had the same idea to do something down uh, in lore 48. Um, so since we've been together, we've been talking about it and, uh, we're teaming up with the NTCA and it's still in the works. I guess this is the first time that it's ever going to be spoken of, but, um, we are doing an artisan workshop. Nice. Um, we are planning it. It's in the works. Um, uh, it's still totally in its infancy. Um, I, uh, we know the dates are going to be about this time next year. It's going to be over summer solstice. Um, it'll be in Wisconsin at the dragonfly studios. Mm -hmm. Um, but other than that, it's, you know, we're still, you know, we're still in the midst right now of getting all of the funding together and we're just trying to, um, you know, we've got a good idea what we want to do, but we've never done this before. Right. I'm sure you got, you know, the feeling like uh, you've never done it before with the Tile Nation. Your first one was like, well, how's this going to go? So we're really trying to, you know, dot our I's and cross our T's, I guess is, is the saying. Yeah. You know, um, but it should be fun. We're going to keep it small. We're mm-hmm. going to keep it like a 15 person enrollment mm-hmm. um, just so it's more hands on, hands on mm-hmm. with, um, you know, with people. And, um, that's that's really all the info I got as of now. Nice, uh, but yeah, it's going to be cool. You know, I mean, the whole goal is is to teach installers to uh, be able to number one um, sell a mosaic to a client, and number two to be able to fabricate and you know design, fabricate, and install it. So you know, we're going to touch, we're going to talk about all that, mm-hmm. and it'll be a few day class. You know, we're we're looking at probably a four day class. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, nice. yeah. What the end goal is is you know people are going to be able to walk away and um, be able to go back and have confidence that they can that they can sell and design, fabricate a mosaic. Nice, I love that. That's awesome. Congratulations. That'll be that'll be very useful. Um, I believe uh, you'll be very successful with that. I I do believe. Uh, what we found with the Tile Nation training is, you know. 
there's everybody learns differently, right? Some people can learn with a book, some people can learn and some people can't, you know? And for most of us, I think in the trades and tile, we learn by doing, right? We learn, you really learn, you might learn by watching or, or reading, but you really, it becomes impactful, you know, when you actually do it under, under a teacher. Um, mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be really cool. You know, that's what we're finding is our attendees of our trainings are, are really excited to be there because they want to get their hands on the tools as soon as possible. We do have some business classes and some other times during that week where we sit down and we, you know, go over ANSI standards and things of this nature. But what they're really there for is the hands-on experience. Right. Yeah. Well, we just feel like it's the next step, you know, um, with everything that we've done so far and with all the interest that we see on the guild, mm-hmm. um, we just feel like it's the next step. Yeah. And, um, makes sense. It's not for everybody. You know, I mean, you, you, you know, we're going to have, there's going to be some stipulations, you know, we're not exactly sure yet, but you know, we're thinking you need, you need to have, you know, at least five years of, of installation experience, you know, cause w- what we don't want is, is somebody to come in and, and cut their finger off. Right. You know, um, uh, you know, that's the last thing we want. Um, we don't want any, you know, we want everybody to be, you know, to start at the same level because we don't want somebody slowing the group, you know, one person slowing it down for the whole group. Yeah. So, um, there, you know, we're, we're trying to figure it out how, how to best go about that. But I think that that's what we've agreed to is, um, you know, it's going to be like a kind of an application process, I guess, in, in, in a sense, um, because you know we're only going to be able to take fifteen people, and right? We're thinking that more people are going to probably want to do it than that, and if right. that's the case, then we're just going to, you know, then we'll schedule round two, right? Right. Um, so, and I'm sure that's probably what you ran into with Tile Nation too, is you probably, you know, you probably only had so many slots, and more people want to do it, so you're like, well, I guess when are we going to do the next one, guys? Yeah. You well, know? from the beginning, we scheduled five, but what happened was on the first one. It was our beta one, right? And, you know, so that was the most discounted. It was, it was half, it was $600 and we, we had room for 32 people. Well, we sold 32 tickets and then we had 35 show up with their checkbooks. So, you know, like we had three extra students and, you know, you don't turn them away. I mean, they're there to work and everything like that. Um, but what we found is, yeah. So, so if, if the, if the absolute max is 15, maybe, you know, maybe plan on one person showing up who didn't register. So I don't know. It's just, it's just what happened with us. But, um, but people are eager to get that hands-on learning and that's, that's really a cool thing. Um, you know, uh, I lost my train of thought there, Josh. (laughs) Well, you know, we, um, I, 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 I'd like to think the people that just want to show up and be part of, but you know, I think that there's got to be a little bit more, you know, more to it than that. Um, right. At least for this, just with the nature of it, you know, people are going to definitely have to be registered and stuff well in advance. Right. That's what I'm, yeah, that's, yeah. I recommend that as well. Yeah. The way that we're just trying to structure it, you know, we're trying to, you know, what we do is, is different obviously than every, than every other aspect of the industry. So we just want, we want our event to be different and to, to definitely stand out and uh, just be one of those events that people are going to talk about and want to go back to just like yours, you know, with the yeah. tile nation, you know, you guys created a lot of hype online about it. And there's a lot of people talking about it and people just can't wait to go to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. We're hoping that that's going to be the case with the artisan event. Um, well, one of the things, you know, I'll just throw this out there. One of the things I think we could have done better was giving people more time to, you know, prepare to come. Um, I mean, we launched, we announced it, I think in, in January or December maybe. And our first class was in February. So we didn't give a lot of time and then it was Tice and then it was coverings and then it was uh another class in May and then another class in June. And, and so, but it, it's it's all good because now once we announce next year's dates, they'll have, you know, a whole six to 12 months to plan, um, which yeah. is kind of cool, which sounds like you're, you guys are given plenty of time. I mean, hopefully. Yeah, you know, well, we, we haven't. This Like I said, this is the first official right. announcement of it. We're going to we'll put it out there on the pages here in, in the near future, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we wanted to give at least an, a year in advance just nice. to let people prepare. Um 
it, you know, and for us too, I mean, there's a lot that's got to happen in a year. You know, yeah. we got to, we got to put the whole show together. Yeah. And you still uh, have jobs. Exactly you still have do. your business. Yeah. Jobs, family, business, everything on top of it, life. Um, and everybody that wants to come and attend has all those same things that they got to juggle too. So yeah, we just figure if we, you know, we put it out there early enough, you know, um, that'll give people, you know, with the registration, you know, they'll have to put like money down to secure their spot and that'll give them time to, to come up with the money too. So they don't have to come up with it all at once. Right. Um, you know, so we're, we're trying to figure all that out too, you know, with the admission and all, you know, everything. Yeah. Um, we're going to make it affordable and, um, it's just, you know, it's going to be cool. You know, it's like the, we're all this extended tile family, mm-hmm. you know, we all know each other from seeing each other online like this, you know, and when you can actually get together and you go to these shows and, uh, you know, coverings and surfaces and TSP and whatnot, you can actually like meet everybody and talk to everybody. It's like, we're this, we're this family. We all know each other through the computer, but when we get together, you know, it's a different thing. So it's, um, I think, you know, with the, with the artisan family, when, when the artisan side gets together, it's going to be something special. There's going to be some really cool energy. And, yeah, um, I agree. I yeah. Agree. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. That's cool. So we're, we're excited about it and, and what it could possibly lead into for the future of the industry. What a cool, what a cool concept and what a cool valuable thing for the industry that you guys are creating. Um, and I really mean that. I mean, this is how we grow a community. You, you had an idea um, and, and you found a, a long lost brother and you guys were like, we're so similar. We have the similar goals and we really love what we do. And we know there's others out there who maybe feel alone. And you created a space for people to find each other and inspire each other to push each other to boundaries really of what we can do with mosaics and you know the proper way to do it the way that's going to ensure the most successful outcome um super cool and now with the hands-on thing i mean this is how you start a community you just you find like-minded people and i don't know about you but i think some of these communities like facebook it's just too much too many people i think that's why we see so many arguments because it's just you you mash everybody in one little thing in one cent, center town hall and it's centralized, and you have people from all over the world there, which can be a good thing. But I think the confusing thing that people confuse is it's not the best place to actually it's, – it's a good place to access a lot of valuable information. And for me, that's why I go on Facebook, to access valuable information and use it as a tool. It's not the best place to talk about your belief system or your politics or this and that because there's too many people all over the world that have different yeah. lives and backgrounds. So, like, if you were wanting to talk about – like the guild, for instance, you guys started a, a Facebook group for the guild because you have less people in it, but they're all there for one reason. Same concept with tile money. I wanted a Facebook group that was just business. People are like, why is it just business? Because, it, because it's valuable. If you don't want to talk business, there's 12 other groups that just talk whatever. You can talk anything. Some of them, you don't even have to talk tile. You can talk whatever. And that's fine. That's cool because it's different and you know it's valuable. But... Um, the, the way you build a community is you find your like-minded people and you go to work on something together. And if you try to do that with thousands and millions of people like Facebook, you know, there's a lot of distractions. So I think, you know, I mean, I guess that's my way of saying kudos, you know, you guys are doing it right. Yeah. You know, we look at it from the point of like, you know, like I said, Lee's been doing it a little longer than me, but you know, I've been at it, uh, you know, for over 20 years now and it's 20 years of learning things the hard way. Right do's and don'ts and um you know if we can shorten that 20 year span for up and coming installers yeah um in any way shape or form then that's you know that's what it's all about you know is is to teach everybody all the things we've learned over these past 20 plus years so they don't make the same mistakes and then that just puts them that much further ahead mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so that's what it's all about to us nice nice it's just kind of man yeah passing the torch on yeah uh, it's really cool seeing what people come up with too you know i mean there's you know there's people that have that been in the group from the very beginning they you know you saw some of their early works and what they're doing now and it's just it's amazing right you know? it's pretty cool yeah you know we all inspire each other you yeah, know? absolutely and that's what's cool about it 
Well, Josh, I've really enjoyed this conversation. Um, we're coming up on an hour. I want to be respectful of your time. It's a gorgeous day there. I know you've got some artwork you probably want to do. Um, any last comments or words, thoughts? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. All right. Just, uh, lo- love what you do. And I think we all love what we do. That's why we're in this industry. Nice. It's, it's, it's the only the only uh trade that i see that's like that allows you to be creative on a daily basis you know painters drywallers framers nobody gets to be creative like us you know tile guys tile people sorry so um you know we're all we're all creative minded people already because Mm -hmm. we're in this industry Mm -hmm. so we're just trying to help people take it to the next level so you're on facebook if people want to find you joshua nordstrom um, your business is Tierra Tile. I know yes. you're on Instagram at at Tierra Tile. Is it like all at, one word? Yeah, everything that I do and everything's Tierra Tile in my world. So yeah, you know, I started the TikTok thing here a while ago. Started doing some TikToks, nice. um, uh, which is a whole new thing. Yeah, um, trying to figure that out. I feel like an old man. You and me uh, both. Trying to figure out the computer, um, their algorithms and whatnot. Um, yeah, I've been doing that a little bit. I've actually been a little lazy here this past month. We've had kind of back-to-back visitors, so I haven't had much time on the old TikTok thing. But yeah. I got some stuff brewing up. I've been making another big art project here that ha- that's not tile-related, but I'm going to be sharing it on my TikTok and um, okay, um, just different things. But, yeah, Tier Tile on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, yeah, that's where you can find the business. And, nice. And, and me. Nice. All right, Josh, well, appreciate your time and sharing your knowledge and appreciate all you do for the industry. Yeah, Luke, well, the feeling's mutual. Right so on. I appreciate everything you do, too, and I'm sure, and I know everybody, every one of your listeners appreciates you. So, And I look forward to meeting you, or not meeting you, and seeing you again in person in April. And I was going to say, if you want to meet Joshua, if you haven't met him, he will be in Orlando um, Florida in April for the coverings event. That's, you know, the coverings event. Uh, it's back in Orlando for 2023. If you want to meet Joshua, uh, and, and you want to meet a whole lot of cool people, like-minded people go to coverings, uh, put it on your calendar. It's a business write off. Um, you will excel. You will excel your business by going to one if you've never been and by going with intention to meet people like Josh, and I'd be happy to shake your hand too. I'll be there. It's a couple hours from where I'm living, so you know I'll be there. Um, Look forward to that in, I think, April-ish of 2023. So, all right, Josh, well, I'm going to close out here. Tile friends, I hope you enjoyed this interview and found it beneficial. Um, if you want to stay in touch with me again, text the word tile nation to 844-446-7623. And we will text you once in a while. I don't even text that often, but if I'm doing something cool that I think you might like, I will text you to let you know about it. All right, tile friends, stay positive out there. The world will tell you the sky is falling. Don't believe them. Stay positive. Everything's cool. Um, (laughs) and by all means, Please stay profitable, Tile Friends. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Over and out.